0: You're listening to The Big Iron Buzz. Welcome to our latest episode of The Big Iron Buzz, where each week we'll bring you the latest news and trends in the ag, real estate, and used equipment markets. This podcast is brought to you by Big Iron Auctions and Realty, rural America's premier online, unreserved auction site, bringing you rural connections, respected values, and real deals. I'm Danny Olson, and I'm your host of today's show. Drew Dolezal recently sat down with guests John Buell and Big Iron co founder Ron Stock to discuss an exciting development at Big Iron Realty. Here is that interview. I'm Drew Dolezal, I'm the host of today's show, and our guests today are John Buell and co owner and co CEO of Big Iron. Uh, Ron stock and uh, today gentlemen we've got some exciting news coming out of the realty side of the business Uh, But before we hop into that um, JB you're new to the show so I just want you to take a little bit to tell us a little bit about yourself
1: well I'm a real estate agent uh, licensed in Nebraska Kansas South Dakota and Iowa I've had my real estate license for 30 plus years and uh, practiced uh, real estate, selling real estate in all four states.
0: Very good. All right, well, I'll open this uh, up to you here, uh, both of you gentlemen here. Um, So the exciting um, development we've had here is that we are selling a uh, a multitude of tracks in both South Dakota and Kansas. Uh, Ron, we'll start with you. Go ahead and tell us a little bit about that. Well, one of the things that's most exciting about it, Drew, uh, is
2: it's going to be the largest land listing the company has ever had by three times. Uh, Over $30 million worth of real estate selling through our private treaty forum. And uh, John Buell and myself have been double teaming this thing. Uh, Don Kaiser took the call about four and a half months ago and said hey I got this guy called and I think it could be a prank he says he's got $35 million worth of land to sell and check it out so me and John Buell started checking out and the more we d- dug into it and dug into it it started becoming evident that this was not a prank this was a real deal and we were just plumb tickled to be one of the three companies that the International Farming Corporation IFC for short called to uh, Put in a request, RFP. So that's what it was. But John Buell, we were talking the other day, just having a good conversation over coffee about how many miles we traveled. How many miles did we figure we traveled to get this listing?
1: Well, we're on a combination of uh, after this started in uh, very early January of 2020. We first made a trip to uh, Arkansas to talk to the two farm managers, one for the Kansas tracks and one for the South Dakota tracks. And uh, we, we visited with them, got enough information to be dangerous at that time. We then met with the gentleman out of uh, Missouri, met him in Kansas City, and we spent four or five hours visiting with him about the ground. Lloyd knew uh, a lot more, had a different perspective because he's higher up in the management. And uh, from there, we did a little more due diligence on our own and decided that the only way we were going to be successful in this endeavor was to make a trip to the headquarters. So we flew out to Raleigh, North Carolina, middle of January, and we met with all the dignitaries of... uh, IFC, which is International Farming Corporation out of Raleigh, North Carolina. So to answer your question, we kind of figured it out between that and driving all the ground in Kansas and all the ground in South Dakota since that, mapping it out, getting the stats on it. A little over 7,000 miles. Lots of driving. A couple days driving.
2: Yeah. If we wouldn't have got this listing agreement signed last week if they would have chosen a different company we were going to have some explaining to do to the expense department about (laughs) how we spent so much money and never got a signed listing and I'm telling you Drew it was touch and go there for a while because we were under some heavy competition but somehow we think we really think that by us taking the extra time going the extra mile or not or 7,000 miles uh that we got the job because we were the only company, I guess they told us, that went out to see all the farm managers in person, we saw every decision maker in person, and that was the difference in the deal. Uh, So we're kind of proud of getting the listing, but now the work begins, because uh, the listing is the easy part, and this was hard.
1: We We spent the amount of time necessary to become the one that was chosen by starting at the ground level with the farm managers working our way up to middle management and meeting with top management in person, spending time to build their trust and explain our proposal. And the good and best news is that last Tuesday, a week ago Tuesday, we got the indication that it was gonna be a done deal. We then, earlier this week, on Tuesday of this week, which would have been about the 2nd of June, Mm -hmm. actually got the signed listing on both states for all 30
2: There's 38 tracks in 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 Kansas. Kansas. 38 quarters in Kansas. 38
1: quarters in there.
2: So there's like 6,000 acres general overview in Kansas, and approximately 6,000 acres in South Dakota. The one in South Dakota are basically two farms. They're ways away from each other, clusters of farms in two different places of the state. And JB, you know South Dakota better than I do. used to travel there uh, a lot. So generally tell people where the farms are at in South Dakota, generally.
1: Well, about half of the acres are in Buffalo County, South Dakota which is north of Chamberlain mm-hmm. north of probably 30 miles, 20-30 miles north of Chamberlain which is right on I-90 and that ground then is 20-30 miles north and the uh, <clears throat> other track or cluster of, of acres is in Edmonds County which is uh, just a little bit southwest of Ipswich, South Dakota which mm-hmm. would be Southwest of Aberdeen, mm-hmm. South Dakota, about three thousand acres, roughly. Overall, in each of those two counties.
2: Mm-hmm. The one in the one tract in Buffalo County is six sections, so it's two miles wide, by three two miles, miles long. long. And when we, you know, we got to laugh about it because the day we were doing it, we were fairly fr- frustrated. We had maps and everything on that first track. We went up to drone a couple weeks ago in Buffalo County. We had maps. We left early because of COVID, we didn't want to stay overnight at a motel. So we left early, early. We get up there, and we literally spent three and a half, four hours just finding the farm. And we consider ourselves professionals. But at the end of three and a half, four hours, we really was throwing our books out like we don't even know what we're doing. But we we had a map, uh, a pin on our on our maps program of our iphone and even that wasn't very good we had to once we found it it was like a rubik's cube trying to figure out what road goes into it it was incredibly frustrating that's all i can say but we did find it and we got it drone before dark and we made it home that night about twelve thirty in the morning exhausted
1: to explain why it took us so long and to further explain that we're not that stupid (laughs) There are, <laughs> no, there are no roads up there. Oh. In fact, there is only one road leading to it, and we finally found it. But, yeah, some uh,
2: of the information we had from IFC led us in the wrong direction. So we were looking for a farm in the wrong spot because they had said in their information to us that it was approximately eight miles, and it ended up being about 18 miles. Yeah, so and we really was doubling, circling back.
1: So long story short, we found the road. We found the bins, which are some really nice 75,000 bushel bins, two of them, on that location right in kind of in the middle of those six sections. Mm-hmm which, like Ron said, are two miles wide, three miles long.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, very good. Um, so now we've got uh, the agreement signed, and it sounds like there's how many, how many total tracks or properties are there?
2: In, in Kansas, it was 38 quarters, approximately 11 tracks, and I want to talk a little bit about the Kansas land while you brought it up. Mm-hmm. So 38 quarters in approximately 11 tracks, and it's mostly pivot irrigated farm so farms with some dry land. But the irrigation equipment uh, in Kansas, JB, when we got there, we were pleasantly surprised. The irrigation equipment was way better than what we were.
1: It's first class.
2: First class. I mean, some new valley pivots, even the pivots that were older, weren't old, old. They weren't 30 years old. So uh, really good equipment down there and good gravel, good roads around there.
1: There's, There's two tracks in Kansas, tracks what we call tracks four and tracks five that are all dry land Mm -hmm. Uh, a couple of them a couple of the quarters have pivots on them that are not being used Mm -hmm. yeah there's places down there where
2: the water is going away and uh, that that happened several years ago and now the water you know it's been raining and everything there's a lot more snow in the mountains so I can't say the water's coming back but I'm talking to local farmers and they say the water is at least for now knock on wood maintaining right but we've got all that information we're gathering right now on how many uh, acre feet of water each one can use, and then how many acre feet of water they did use, because in Kansas they are regulated by the water department. You have to turn in your acres, how many acres, you acre feet of water you used every year, and there's meters on it, so there's no, there's no way uh, you're guessing at it. I mean, we're going to have real good accurate information on the water in the wells, uh, but that's still coming. We've been gathering that for two or three days now.
1: So the dry land makes up track fours and track five, plus of course the corners, on all the irrigated tracks of ground, and, and there's uh, at least three full section pivots, half mile pivots, in in these different tracks.
2: And what counties are they are again? Are they in again? They're in
1: Wallace and Greeley counties, which are southwest. Wallace is north of Greeley County. And it's just southwest of Sharon Springs, Kansas.
0: Good. Well, it sounds like there's, like you said, there's a lot of tracks here in both Kansas and South Dakota. Are these um, individual tracks or pieces of land? Are they all fairly similar as far as the states go? I know they won't be the same in Kansas and South Dakota, but is there a, is there a different range of, you know, different types of land, whether versus dry land versus irrigated, or is it all sort of similar?
1: Uh, In Kansas both in Wallace and in Greeley County uh, The land pretty much all looks the same the only difference is what's irrigated and what is dry land in South Dakota that all uh, Varies all the ground in Edmonds County the one to the north uh, does have some water on it
2: uh, standing ponds
1: standing ponds uh, Ducks. We did not see that in Buffalo County. The one that is closest to I ninety.
0: I see. So for those listening, that might be interested, So there might be something here, kind of for everybody that are that's looking oh, yeah. around. Yeah.
1: You
2: know, if you're looking for recreational ground, we got some of that. If you're looking for investment ground, we got we got mostly that. That's what this is. Is it's owned by an investment firm, so it's really set up for the investor or the investor company. Now they have told us that they will sell them in individual tracks as long as it closes the same time. So that's what we're working at. Mm -hmm. But no, it's a very exciting listing. We're excited about it. Probably going to consume me and JB's time all summer and fall. So if you don't see us around here around the office, we're either in uh, Sharon Springs, Kansas, or we're up in uh, Aberdeen, South Dakota, or we're in a town called Fort Thompson, which there is a, a small motel there that looks like it well, we I, hope it's, I hope it's town. clean. I hope it's clean.
0: Well, that was or,
1: <laughs> where we might be in Raleigh, North Carolina.
2: <laughs> if you're listening, motel owner, I'm sure you have a nice, clean room for sure. <laughs>
0: I'm sure it's nice. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, that that'll kind of lead me into my next question here. So now that paperwork's signed, uh, what comes next for uh, you and JB? Do you need to go out and drone the? property or, you know, what, what what's going to come next for you guys over the summer?
1: It's a good question. Uh, and the first part of that question is answered. We have already droned every acre. We finished uh, day before yesterday, which would have been Tuesday the second, third. We, pardon me. We went Wednesday mm-hmm. the third and took care of all of South Dakota. And we did Kansas last week. Mm -hmm. So uh, we did Kansas right before uh, the end of May.
2: So we droned them all, and while we were out there droning them, we had a a couple jobs on the the deal. We had to figure out how many signs we're going to need. And in Kansas, there's so many different tracks on so many different roads, and and we decided we're going to need 53 signs. So we are in the process of painting posts for these signs, we found uh, Ray scared up enough posts for us, uh, so they were a little bit rusty wherever they were. So we we're actually the wire brushing off. I guess we're not doing it, but we're arranging some really good helpers to wire brush it off and paint all the posts white. And then we got we got uh, the different signs we need. We got arrow signs, which are signs we put on on posts. Uh, we call them arrow signs where we put them on a post and screw them up so you're there bi-directional. Oh, then we deep. got-
1: we, we actually call them V signs. I'm
2: sorry, v signs. v signs. So we got a bunch of V signs and then we got the, the three by five, five by five signs. And so it's gonna be probably a three day job putting up them signs. But right now you're asking a good question. So we got the drones done. With the drones come some pictures. Okay, we've got a lot of information we're gathering on the wells, on the pivots, uh, checking it twice. Now we put our brochure together which is going to take us a week and then when we get that done we send it to IFC and they would like to review it we are insisting that they review it and okay the information on it and then we're going to have them sign off on it saying that the information we all agree is right so if we do find a mistake a month down the road we're all in it together right so that's gonna take us several weeks and then we're gonna go out uh, before we get that we're gonna wait till that information's put together final till we get them signs uh,
1: then we'll go public.
2: Then we'll go public with it, right. So at the time this is being uh, podcasted, uh, you're going to be airing this about two weeks from now when, we, when we're telling you it's okay to go public because, as you know, Drew, here at Big Iron Realty, we want to have shock and awe. So we want to have the same day the signs go up, is the same day it's on the internet, is the same day you can look at the drone footage, is the same day the podcast goes out, same day it's on the radio show where Mark Stock's talking about it, it's the same day we people get a postcard in the mail. All of this happens on the same day and then we have our best chance of getting it sold in 35 to 45 days after that comes out because people are excited about it.
1: So. The good thing about all these tracks of ground, both Kansas and South Dakota, they're, they are presently leased for the 2020 season, but the, the leases all expire December 31st of 2020. So possession will be open on all tracks for 21 cropping season. Mm-hmm. That's real positive. Mm-hmm.
2: So once we get them all that shock and awe done, Drew, then we start getting people calling us, and then we talk to them about the land and set up times to show it to them. Uh, Half the time they're comfortable looking at it themselves, half the time they'd like us to be there. So we're going to be busy showing the ground. And then we're going to be writing offers, encouraging people to write offers. So, uh, and there's a thousand little details there in between that basically our advertising department does here. They're going to put it on social media. Uh, It's just, uh, if if we had a few hours, I'd tell you everything that goes into marketing. It's incredible. Yeah, and know, we market as you know to all of our big iron buyers They appreciate it the people that buy the tractors appreciate knowing when something's for sale in their area as far as land goes We get thank yous on that all the time. So we're going to be sending that out to all the good folks at big iron auctions as well
1: Well good, but um, if it was not for the gals here in the office in marketing With what the amount of work that they have done already on this and yet to come we Ron and I would be dead in the water. Yep.
0: (laughs) Yep. (laughs) Yep. Literally. Our ladies (laughs) do a good job. Um, So you've spent some quality time with some of this ground, is there, and I'm sure it's all great ground. Is there something, is there a tract or a parcel out there that stands out the most to you?
2: I can, I'll just take a stab at this. I like the, uh, the parcel that stand out the most to me is the six sections in South Dakota, two miles by three miles. Pull in your big tractor and your big planter. You got two grain bins. If you're looking to, if you you and your family decided you ever wanted to farm outside of Nebraska, maybe you're disgusted with the real estate taxes. Maybe you say, we should just move to South Dakota. You could literally put up one 24 row planter up there and just leave it parked up there. You can buy a nice 24 row planter for 75,000. Buy the tractor that'll pull it for 100. Leave it up there, go up there after you're done planting here or before, whatever works for you. Plant that whole thing, hire the co-op to spray it or spray it yourself, and then show back up there and harvest it so you don't have to drive around, find a lot of different tracks. So me personally, the guy I want to expand by six square sections in one hit, and you've done expanded. <laughs>
1: For one year. (laughs) What do
2: you think, JB? What's your favorite? What's the one that sticks out to you?
1: to I got to give the Kansas ground a little bit of attention. Yeah. There's some really nice pivot irrigated ground down there. It Mm -hmm. all lays nearly flat to to rolling. You know, Mm -hmm. there's some rolling. And on a couple of them, there's some terraces that are farmable terraces. Mm -hmm. But basically, it is... uh, doggone nice looking land and Mm. good equipment on it
2: both these tracks uh south dakota and kansas have way more reasonable real estate taxes than nebraska which is a lure to people in nebraska we hear that all the time could i buy some land in iowa in kansas or south dakota that would the taxes be cheaper and we don't even have to look it up yes they will right because the taxes in, in in kansas and south dakota are a third and I could be wrong
0: on that but they're I think they're a thir- a
1: less than that I think.
0: <laughs> yeah, they're a third of what they are here in Nebraska. All righty. Well, I got one more question here for mm-hmm. you guys. Um so you guys have spent about what would you say 7,000 miles on the road together? 7250 miles. So, any any good stories from the road? Oh my. God. It, you got to keep it PG, probably PG.
2: <laughs> well, let me tell you. We have had more fun on the road on this thing. Uh finding these farms gets frustrating and we fake we fake have arguments with each other. Well, it starts out as fake arguments, Drew. Like, turn here, turn here,
1: you missed the damn corner! Oh, and then- Ron, it's not there, it's back behind us. Oh man,
2: and, I, and it's like, I will bet you a can of pop that that quarter is east of here, not west of here. And Drew, what's funny about that is I'm terrible with directions. I'm directionally challenged. And for me to, to argue with John Buell about which way it is, and nine times out of 10, I would, I would lose the argument, but this one in particular, John really cemented his heels. Of course, he was used to winning all the time, so why wouldn't you, right? <laughs> yeah. But this one here, I really sat there and studied it, and I knew, I felt, I knew I was right. And
1: I was right on that one. <laughs> it, was, it wasn't easy, but I did have to admit it. <laughs> <laughs> Got you on that one.
2: But, yeah, it's just been really fun uh, being a part of such a big tract. And probably one thing that was an ego trip for me was flying to Raleigh, North Carolina, and getting to tour International Farming Corporation's headquarters. Makes even a large operation here in Nebraska dwarf. Uh, this family owns a lot of different things. And... They showed us some proprietary stuff I can't talk about here, but let me tell you, the stuff they have going on, different departments in that office was amazing. So uh, it was an ego trip just to meet those folks. I mean, it was an honor to meet those folks. Honor, Mm
1: -hmm. very much so. Yeah, That was neat. They own thousands of acres of ground across the U.S. and some in other countries.
2: Wow. they got interesting farming practices, anything from rice to tobacco farms to peach farms uh, and anything in between. I mean, it was just very interesting and you just stuff you don't hear every day of the week. So. Plus, they
1: own a series of uh, John Deere dealerships and some fertilizer franchises on the East Coast.
2: Yep, we're going back in. We're going back up to Raleigh here in August, and we're twofold. We're going to go visit the folks at IFC Corporation, and we're doing a training for uh, some of the big iron reps that we have in North Carolina, the equipment reps. So, we're actually looking forward to going back there in August. We guess we got we pick a flexible date here this week, and so we figure about August we'll have. We figure in about August we'll have purchase agreements ready for them to sign.
1: <laughs> no, we're Very good. optimistic, I think. <laughs> we're going to try to work in. Two birds with one stone, and uh, maybe we can get Big Iron equipment to pay for half of the trip. (laughs) There you go. Perfect. There you go. All
0: right, guys. Well, thank you for spending your time with me this afternoon. I'm going to tag us out here, and we'll let you go. Uh, So that's our show for today, folks. I'd like to thank our guests, Ron Stock and JB, and remind everyone to keep an eye out for that IFC land coming up for sale on BigIronRealty.com.
1: Thank you. You, Drew.
2: Thank you, Drew. I wanted to take some time to say something nice about Drew Doles. All Drew, you've been an honor to work with. It's been a pleasure working with you. Drew's been with us what for a couple two years now, or uh, just or just right under a year. Is that all? Yeah. Seems like I know you better, than that. Anyway, Drew is our voiceover for uh, Drew is our voiceover for the Big Iron Realty. Uh, you know the voiceovers and awesome voice. And then Drew does a lot of these uh, anything to do with the. With videos and uh, and Drew, if you've only been here one year, you've done ten years of work for us. So I want to thank you very much for that, and we wish you luck in all your uh, all your travels. Uh, Drew is uh, is going to be uh, with another friendly company of ours, so we we hope everything. We hope you're happy, and we hope you come back here about a year. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, you never know. I might see you guys sooner than I think. <laughs> so thank you, Drew. Yep, all yep. All I right. appreciate it.
0: For the Big Iron Buzz, this is Danny Olson and we'll catch you here next week.